This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Today's episode is another profile from Shy Sounds Like, a series from our sister station, Vocalo, that's produced by my colleague Ari Mejia. I love this series because it's such a lovely reminder of why I'm proud to call myself a Chicagoan, transplant and all. You get to hear how somebody is putting their own passion and talent toward the greatness of this city and the folks in it. And maybe you get inspired to do a little more yourself. Daisy Samora has quite a few unique skills she sews into the fabric of Chicago. She's going to get into that, starting with how she became a doula. Hi, my name is Daisy Samora. I'm a doula with Chicago Volunteer Doulas, and this is what Chicago sounds like. Born and raised in Chicago, I'm currently once a doula, always a doula, so I'm definitely a doula for life. And I also work at a place called Truth Racial Healing and Transformation. As an Aries, it's interesting that I have all of these skills, but I am a Leo moon. Um, so <laughs> I want to say that like, and a Libra rising. So Libra risings are like very much about like fairness and justice. And so I think whenever I see something that's off, I'm like, that doesn't sit right or like that was weird you know like how come that person didn't get the same thing the other person got community as a latinx person growing up like i feel like that was kind of modeled by my mother a lot she had a lot of friends she has a lot of family she would seek out the resources that she needed and it was in through creating these collaborations in this community that a lot of resources came or like, you know, that extra plate of food that somebody had made, right? And just thought about bringing that over to her. And I liked that. I saw that and I like it and I was part of it, right? As her child, I also was a receiver of these connections, abundance that was created through these connections. So in some ways, I know deep down inside, as much as there are times when I want to be alone and I need alone time, and I also honor that, there is also knowing that I don't exist in a bubble, <laughs> That's just my human spirit. I was born in Pilsen, um, so I'm one of the originals. That's what I like to say. My family bought a house in Little Village, so then that's where I like grew up in a home that we owned until they got divorced. <laughs> and then I lived in Brighton Park as well. Um, and that's where I own a house now. It was where I could afford it. I tried to purchase in Pilsen because that's where I was born, so I wanted to live there. But it was too expensive because of gentrification. Está como cerca de la Western y la Archer. Es en una comunidad donde hay mucha gente latina, mucha gente trabajadora y mucha gente que tiene kids. Son muchos niños chiquitos o jóvenes y muchas escuelas. Son muy divertido and it's, it's just cute. And I've been there for seven years now. I, at some point, I really desired a baby. But I was really young and like I was still living in my dad's house. But I was like really serious about this idea. And I was like, yo, I can do this. Like I could do this. So then I got really into like births, like doulas, like births, like research, all of that. And then at one point I had this dream of giving birth in a 
body of water in a forest or something so it was really beautiful it was also like very like meaningful <laughs> um so i posted about that on facebook and the director chicago volunteer doulas at that time reached out to me and she was like we have a scholarship for a doula it felt very much in alignment with like where i was at and what i wanted to do so i i went forward with that the doula does a lot of like support a lot of care a lot of the massaging the bringing items to the soon-to-be parent and also like communicating between the parent and the midwife, the OBGYN, the doctors, anybody else. So la partera puede hacer todo. La única cosa que la diferencia in between the doula and the midwife is that the midwife is able to do more medical things. You are listening to people. You are asking them what they want and need. Anything from like opening the blinds to like bringing them ice chips, right? Also, like, rubbing their feet or rubbing their back. Historically, historicamente, las parteras, the doulas, have always been in society, especially in small villages and little towns, in rural countries, and they do still exist. Y para muchas personas, like, they really think that you need to go to a place to deliver, to have a new child. Instead of thinking, like, you can have your child at home, you can be supported by people that look like you, and speak your language and they can come to you it's different ways of seeing things i'm not saying that either one of them is wrong i think at the end of the day choices are important for so many things and parents that are expecting should have many choices hola mi nombre es daisy zamora soy una partera con parteras de chicago voluntarias y así suena chicago I've always been interested in race, mostly because I have never identified as a white person. I'm always embedded in my culture, like traditions, like food, like dance. Like there's a lot of that in my life. And I always would think about things like that. And then I've always worked nonprofits for most of my life and been involved in many different things. Over the past like couple of years, I got involved with the Summer Institute so the whole goal was like to teach us how to talk about events that were happening during that summer. Um, protests, student walkouts, police brutality, racism. To have these conversations with younger people in the community, all on Zoom. <laughs> it was that one summer that like the pandemic started. And and we all did that. So I was like paired up with another person named Ogachi. And both of us facilitated these conversations with like 10 other young people in the community in Chicago. Um, I used a lot of the work of Miriam Kava, Ariana Brown, and then like celebrities like Cardi B and other folks that were also kind of talking about race and that themselves were like a non-white subject, a non-white human. It was a beautiful experience and it was really amazing. And then the summer ended and everyone kind of went their own way. And from there, I stayed in touch with the listserv of people that were involved in this kind of work. And I received an email from one of the directors and um, they put out this call for someone basically to help them with their work. So we do solidarity circles that happen in the communities like between Latinx people and Black people, or Asian people and Black people. To me, it's a strategy. People sit in a circle and talk to each other. So I think in the world that we live in today, unfortunately, like people don't always do that. Some people do, and that's beautiful, and that's great. I think that's the way it should be. But a lot of people don't. 
some people don't leave their houses through the pandemic because it's not over yet. But it's like, no, we're humans. We need like connection. You got to go be where the people are at or they have to come to you. It's not the end all be all, but it is it is something. And I think that that's really important, like having people sit down and whatever results from it. I don't think we control that as much. You know, I think that there's like questions and then the conversation is facilitated. But I also think that at the end of the day, people network, people connect, people ask for more, people have other questions. Before I worked at TRHT, I was working at Fresher Together. I was also a soccer coach, um, but I was Fresher Together work was literally is like putting your hands in the dirt and putting seeds in there and watching everything grow. I think to me, the act of being around other people that have similar mindsets about growing things, about growing our own things is really beautiful and very powerful as well, because it's a thing you can do all you need is a little patch of dirt and like some sun and water, you know, it could not even be yours. It could be anywhere. <laughs> um, I also think like food production is really important for BIPOC communities, specifically like working class, homeless people, poor people. Like it's just being able to make your own things. It's kind of like the DIY part. Self-sufficiency is like really important to me. So We all live within the systems but the little things matter so showing up for people even in those little ways it matters so much <laughs> yeah was produced by Ari Mejia at WBEZ's sister station, Vocalo, is part of their Shy Sounds Like series. You can hear more about Daisy and find more profiles of Chicago activists, artists, and changemakers at vocalo.org slash shy sounds like. And that's it for today on The Rundown. The show is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR Network. And we'd love to hear from you. If you got thoughts, questions, or an idea for something you want to hear on the show, email us. Our email address is therundownpod at wbez.org. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.